Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected senior portfolio manager and investment advisor at Canaccord Genuity. She has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters, and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, it seems that uncertainty is all around us, whether it concerns the global pandemic, the economy, one's finances, health, relationships, much of what lies ahead in life can feel uncertain. Yet as human beings, we crave security. We want to feel safe and have a sense of control over our lives and well-being. With the threat of recession looming and the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war, the level of uncertainty surrounding us has decidedly ramped up over the last several months. And while we might not be able to control the outcome of this unknown, how we respond to it is entirely up to us. And that is called resilience. The skills of resilience give us the tools to get through challenging situations, which is exactly what we need at this moment. As a portfolio manager, it's always my mission to protect people during times of uncertainty and when there's extreme volatility in the markets. However, you know, you can't sidestep a correction completely. And when markets are declining, the active management comes into play, right? That disciplined strategy. But you also don't want to panic along with the rest of the herd. So you want to make sure that you're keeping your high quality companies that pay some dividends during this time and then prepare for when it's time to start buying again. There will be that time. Although, you know, when you go through months and months of declines on the markets, people get a little hopeless and think it's always going to be this way. But I can tell you, it's never all always stayed any which way in history in the market. So there will be a turn at some point, and we'll be waiting for that when it comes. And it certainly isn't like we've never seen this before. I mean, volatility is, is part of investing. And uh, certainly, I think uh, since the turn of the 21st century, uh, it has been a real roller coaster up and down. But as you say, it never stays in one place for a long time. No, and it, you know, I don't think many people realize that the stock market moves up 85% of the time. So, you know, usually you're you're feeling pretty good about things, but again, there's times when things come back into check because of the environment has changed, right? And and I always say you got to change with it. Um, but uh, again, looking forward, I mean, you still have many months before the end of the year uh, to get back to positive, and so that should be the focus. But I think right now it's really important to to talk about you know, how people are dealing with their emotions and, you know, what to do as an investor during this time. Um, because even though, you know, I always say, well, it's normal, it's a part of investing and, and, and you know that as well as, as an investor, John. Uh, but again, it's, it's important to talk about how people should really handle uh, how they're feeling during times of extreme volatility. 
Well, today on Ready, Set, Retire, we are discussing how to manage your emotions as well as discuss the benefits of active management. We'll talk about how having a proactive team is your best defense in dealing with market uncertainty and the strategies Lori and her team employ to manage risk when the future becomes unpredictable. With the current market conditions, emotions are running high for a lot of people. So how do emotions affect investors and investment decisions? Well, emotional decisions are a big reason for investment mistakes, for sure. People start getting these gut feelings all of a sudden saying, you know, the world's coming to an end. I've got to sell everything. And those kinds of conversations, you know, you may have a gut feeling it may be the right thing to do for a couple of weeks, but the problem is you may not know when to get back in and things change so quickly. And, and usually remember the best time to actually invest is usually when everything is bad. You know, I, there wasn't many people coming to me on March 23rd, 2020 saying, invest all my money today. And that was the worst day of the pandemic, but it was the best day to be a buyer. If you look back March, 2020, emotional decisions, you want to try and stay away from them. You don't want to make any drastic decisions. So maybe don't look at your account every day if it's worrying you that much. Make sure you're with a good financial team, that you have confidence in their abilities. And there's really no one making a whole bunch of money right now. So you're not missing out. The idea is, again, just trying to reduce the impact of the decline. And then when markets turn, again, uh, making sure that your portfolio is being actively managed to get you back to where you were. When you're investing, it's best to leave emotions at the door, John. What about, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of things that people t tend to do. Chasing past performance is one. You know, other people get overconfident or other people will hold on to uh, a stock, refusing to let it go, even though it's <laughs> dropping like a stone. Uh, you know, those are some of, the, some of the other habits, I suppose, that people get into. Yeah, for sure. Loss aversion is one. This is where people just don't like taking losses because they think all their stocks should go up, which we know is never the case. So what you want to do, especially during times like this, when everything is kind of down, you want to look at what are strong companies that have good profit margins and have a positive outlook who are growing, maybe increasing their dividends at this time and keep those in your portfolio. But stocks that are moving the other way, bad earnings, whatever it might be, you know, a terrible outlook in 2022 or something like that, then you want to get those out of your portfolio. Portfolio. Don't wait to till they get back up to where they were because sometimes they're just waiting around for a very, very long time. And in fact, there could be a better horse to get you where you need to go. Chasing past performance. And in this kind of environment, what I would say people are looking at is which portfolios are doing the best and which ones are underperforming and where should they be? When I look at fund managers out there, for example, some of the ones that have been hit the hardest did the best last year, actually. So you can't always look at just year by year. You got to look over you know, two, three, four, five year period and see how they've performed. There's a manager that we look to and they've done 20% a year for the past three years, but they're down 15% year to date. So people have had great profits and they're a good manager and I believe they're going to do well. So again, watch out for kind of punishing the lower performing portfolios right now, just because the markets are bad. Good managers stay good managers despite bad markets. And so you want good managers to manage 
guide you through this and out of this. As as I said, I mean, the world has never gone to zero and the stock market's never gone to zero. And so there will be a way out of this. It's just about timing and how long that takes. And and overconfidence, you don't see a whole lot of that happening out there, but a lot of onliners have this problem, John. When I, I get a call from the radio and they've been trading their account online, they tell me about you know all the good things that have happened. And then they send me their statement. And then I see that there's a lot of things that have not done well and have gone to zero or fallen dramatically. So, or your friends talking about their own investments, you know, so I think a lot of people like to talk about the good things or the good picks or the good hunches they had, but they rarely will tell you about any losses or bad picks. Well, especially when emotions get involved, I think sometimes people will start looking around, looking just about anywhere for uh, some ideas or some advice. And so you can find financial advice on social media. I mean, there's there's a, a million places and it's gained a lot of attention. So these influencers would offer tips on investing. So what are your thoughts on following these, you know, hot tips or trends? Yeah, well, the problem with a lot of the newsletter writers out there that are only newsletter writers, for example, they don't manage money. They really have no accountability to what they're saying. So they could say gold's rallying or, you know, this is going to come down in the future. You know what I mean? And and really, they could say whatever they want and change their opinion the next week, but they're not managing anybody's money. So again, I would put little weight on newsletter writers because what their goal is, is to sell you more newsletters. And what sells more newsletters is usually fear. So again, something to keep in mind. When one is listening to newsletter writers or these online opinions, I think you need to make sure you're focused on what is best for you. You know, sometimes if there's talk about high risk investments in there, you know, that might be great in a good market, but in a bad market, John, it's not so good to high risk investments. Look at Bitcoin. Well, exactly, right? And you as an investor may not be able to handle that kind of volatility. And again, that's why we tend to stay away from uh, those high risk investments. And so what I would say for people looking to kind of get advice from all over the place, it's not a great idea. You find a person, you find a portfolio manager, financial advisor, team that you trust, that you have confidence in and follow their opinion because they are reading a whole slew of things on your behalf to remain proactive and hopefully active in your portfolio like we do. And I think that that's most important for people who have the gut feeling, trying to read all the information. It can be seriously overwhelming for the average person to try and figure out what is going on. A lot of the tips that you would get out there from just onliners uh, would be very short term in nature, you know, and so that's not something you want to follow for a long term investment strategy. Just pick up on that. How can people avoid investing emotionally? Because it's can be very difficult to separate your emotions from your money, because after all, you know, it's your money, it's your nest egg, it's what you have. And there's oftentimes a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety surrounding money. A key component to becoming a successful long-term investor is to also set realistic expectations and manage your emotions to grow your wealth over time. Just remember that when we have these corrections that we go through, they're for now, they're not forever. And as long as you're holding high quality companies, they're going to come back. And what I think causes fear and anxiety in people is when 
a financial advisor sticks their head in the sand and doesn't do anything about what's going on. And also mutual fund investing. I think that's where people get very anxious as well because it's not transparent. So they can't see what's actually happening in their funds. They're hoping somebody's doing something, but they actually don't know. And so that could cause sleepless nights for sure. So again, with the portfolios that we're managing, people can see, they can go online if they want to. They can see that we've raised cash or we're making changes. And I think that is very helpful to one's long-term investment strategy as well as their long-term emotions uh, when investing. If you get emotional and pull all of your money out of the market or do something sporadic like that, it could have real long-term consequences on your portfolio. And so some people may get lucky and limit the downside in the near term, but mostly if you're out of the market, you're not going to be there to bounce back when it does, because usually it starts bouncing when things are still not good. So I think that's something to really keep in mind. You can't time the market to that degree. Again, raising cash here and there to you know soften the impact like what we do is one thing, but to actually make a call to go all to cash and go all back in, that's gonna be a losing game. So how does a financial advisor help investors avoid emotional investing? Well, I think one way is by taking you out of the equation as an investor, that you are not part of the decision-making. And that could be a difficult job for some people. Some people like to have control. Although I always say, if you know more than us, then you should fire us <laughs> and do it yourself online. But that's why you hire people to make those day-to-day -day decisions on your behalf so that you don't have to worry and that you can live life and enjoy retirement, enjoy your family, enjoy traveling because other people are doing it for you. And then lean on your financial advisor. When things are volatile out there, you know, we're doing conference calls, we're writing the weekly market comment. John, you and I are talking at Ready, Set, Retire and doing the radio as well to keep everybody up to date. Some advisors out there go mute and they're not having that communication with people about, you know, this is what we've done, this is what's happening. And it's not that everybody knows how this is going to end. I don't think anybody has a crystal ball that clear. But what we do know again is that corrections and crashes, they work themselves out at some point. But again, having that conversation with your financial team sometimes helps soothe the emotions as well. So, you know, you want to make sure that you have an advisor that's there for you and that's able to talk you off the ledge if needed or talk you through some of the emotions you're feeling. And I think that's really important. So look at it from a long-term perspective, but know that your financial advisor is there not just for managing your money day to day, but to also help you through these uh, uncertain times. Well, it's great advice and you need to take some time off from checking on your portfolio and charting things day to day and just trust your financial advisor to get you through the volatile times. Well, it sounds like this would leave us with more free time on our hands. So what do you suggest we do with this extra time? So June is Men's Health Month. Each year during June, Men's Health Month brings awareness to the health issues that all men face. In the spirit of that, I'd say make sure you use your time wisely and stay active and uh, improve your mental health as well. And uh, with that, I would say, you know, if you wanna improve your mental health, it's probably important not to be checking your accounts online every day, watching the news uh, excessively 24 hours a day and go for a brisk walk instead and then leave it up to the professionals. Well, and there's a lot of research to back that up. It suggests that uh, men tend to put less of a focus on their own health and well-being compared to women. Uh, they see doctors less frequently, less engaged in preventable health behaviors. It's no surprise that the risk of death is higher for men across their entire lifespan, not just in old age. 
So what kind of tips do you have for seniors and retirees for staying healthy? Yeah, you know, I talk about this a lot. Remember, what we do here is not just manage portfolios, but we actually get to know clients almost like family and, and really talk a lot about mental health and their health in general. I see a big difference between clients, some who are really focused on their own health for the long term and others not so much. And so you want to look at your overall health and not just your wealth, right? I would say if you don't have your health, you don't have anything even to give. And so I think that if you're focused on yourself and exercising regularly, keeping your mind and body active, I can't say that enough. I find that after retirement, I mean, there's the early years, the go-go years, right? Everyone's excited, traveling. Some people are maybe working part-time, doing something else. But then there's a little bit of those later years in retirement. And I think it's really important to sign up for activities, things at the local senior center to really keep you busy. And it's also important to structure your days with a healthy routine. Have a routine as normal as possible. Have some sort of schedule. It'll keep your mind focused and keep you busy. Well, I found that to be absolutely the case after retiring. And of course, before I retired, I was working some pretty unusual hours, getting up at three o'clock in the morning. But since I've retired, I've kind of stuck to a schedule, a routine where I don't get up at three anymore, but I do get up you know, 5.36, and that has become part of the routine, and and it's still fairly early, I think, for a lot of people. But I spend that time reading and just kind of getting into the day, having a coffee, thinking about, you know, what's going on that day, and I really enjoy that kind of, uh, it's quiet around the house. Everybody else is still sleeping, and it's really sort of my me time, if you will. Then getting exercise and walking and hiking and doing all of those those kinds of things very, very important. And I can really feel the difference when I don't. Especially being on the North Shore, John. I mean, we've, we're so lucky with all the trails and hiking and all over the lower mainland. I mean, we're truly lucky uh, here in BC. And in the Okanagan as well. Yes, and in the Okanagan as well. I mean, just such great places to uh, get out and get active. And so another thing to discuss is just how long has it been since your last checkup? So men do not like doctors is what I figured out, whether it's my husband, my father, clients, <laughs> it's just something there. I don't know what it is. Women, I think, proactively go see a doctor, but it is really important to make sure you set that up, get a regular checkup on your birthday every year. That's a gift to yourself. I can't tell you, John, how many times I have been at someone's home, sat across a table from them, and they tell me that they are terminal with something. And it's a very difficult conversation. And unfortunately, one that I've had to have many, many times. And, you know, not that everything is preventative, but being proactive about your health can definitely increase the years that you live, I think. So I think it's important to keep up with those regular checkups. And be candid with your healthcare provider too. A lot of people don't like to open up and communicate, whether it's about mental health or whether it's just about physical health. People get scared when they think something's actually wrong with them. You know, I've seen that in my own family. And so it's important if you feel a lump, you have something happening to your body that's abnormal, you go see a doctor right away. Don't put it off and be aggressive about your own health. Nobody cares more about your health than you do. And I think it's important to sometimes bully your way into those specialists so that you get some sort of answer because you can't have a solution if you don't know what the problem is. And unfortunately, our healthcare system is not what's set up to be, I think, and, uh, and improvements need to be made, unfortunately. Staying active is only one aspect of being healthy. We need to make sure our mental health is considered as well. So what are some tips you have for improving one's mental health? 
Yeah, mental health plays a big role when it comes to staying generally healthy. And John, you and I have talked about this at length. We've had guests on talking about mental health. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always find it uh, so fascinating. And it's important as people age, talking about men particularly, it's really true for retirees. You're going to go through many different stages of emotions, especially when you're first retired. And I've seen this and, you know, a lot of people identify with what they did, whether it's a profession, whether a business owner, whatever it might be, it can be hard to say goodbye when people have done what they've done sometimes for 40, 50 plus years. And so I think that in itself can create some mental health issues that may not be a problem, but you need to communicate and discuss openly about how you're feeling, setting some goals for yourself. How are you going to spend your days throughout retirement? And working on goals can give you a sense of purpose and accomplishing new things I think is important. And the social connection, I think that can't be minimized. During COVID, we saw what isolation can really feel like, right? Not just to men, but to people in general. And so I think that now that we have the freedom to connect with other people again, it's time to go and do that and to live life. And if you wanted to learn how to dance, go take a dance class. You can touch people again. So, you know, I think it's important to keep those connections alive. And because then you have a positive outlook on life, you stay more positive, you feel better. We're cooped up for two years and it's time to get going and connect with family and friends. Absolutely. And the purpose of Men's Health Month is to heighten the awareness of preventable health problems and encourage early detection and treatment of disease, including cancer, heart disease, and depression among males, both young and old. And I think one of the things that really needs to be said, especially when it comes to men's health, is don't be afraid to ask for help. And as you said, be candid with your healthcare provider, because that's the only way uh, they're going to know uh, what they can do for you. Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, don't be afraid to ask for help is a big one. I think a lot of men weren't raised to ask for help. And nowadays, it's just normal is what we were talking about that uh, episode when we were talking about mental health in general. And it's okay to ask for help. It's a much better path to ask for help than not to ask for help. And uh, and lots of times there's solutions to the problems that people may be experiencing. So I really value that they dedicate a whole month to men's health. And I think that's important. We have a lot of women's issues that we focus on and uh, you men are just as important as we are. And we wanna keep you healthy and happy for as long as possible. And so I'm happy that we were able to dedicate most of our show here today to the men in our lives. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, John. You are a fantastic man. Thank you. On behalf of all men, I thank you. Uh, Before we go, you have a quote for us. I do. He who has health has hope, and he who has hope has everything. Yes. Don't ever lose hope, and don't let the volatility get you down. Stop looking at that statement online every, every day. Oh, gosh. Focus on the long term. It will get there. Always uh, a pleasure and great fun to talk to you. We will do this again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Yeah, next time will be our 50th episode, John. Can you imagine? Yes. I noticed that today. Yeah, 50 coming up. Holy cow. I know. We just keep going and going. We're like Energizer bunnies. Energizer bunnies. (laughs) (laughs) One's a little grayer than the other one, but you still have pink around the ears, so that's good. Yeah, there we go. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI. 
604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.